Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Other times, you know, most of the time, people don't know what my sound will be and the people's songs, and God has always been very much in life. And I was just thinking about a good, good father, and I heard God say, no, yeah, it's me. You just need to understand that I am a father. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. Amen. I would love for us to move away from the conversation around revival. But I felt that God is pointing out something as we look into this so that we don't just um, we 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 as we look we discussed last week a lot around revival. And what we'll be looking at today is instruments of revival. Instruments of revival. One of the things that is associated with revival, people will talk about, when people talk about revival, they talk about the fire of revival dropping. And so we would go using that part, even as Jesus began to speak in Luke chapter 12, verse 49, he said, I have come to set the world on fire. He said, but I wish it is already burning. So when I, the picture that comes to mind is somebody setting fire on something. The fire may go, but if you look at the statement Jesus said, it, I hope it is already burning. So what he's saying is that I hope the burning is continuous. One of the things when you read the Old Testament, when God was talking about one of the issues that God God killed the children of sorry of of, of Aaron was because the lights of the altar went off. And rather than them waiting for God to send fresh fire or to take fire that has descended on the altar of sacrifice outside, they brought, the Bible calls it a strange altar before God, a strange fire before God. So they make up their own fire. And what we are trying to talk so Jesus is saying, he's saying that, you know, I'm a wish that it would keep burning. And because we are looking at sack as, as revival, when we look at the component of an altar of sacrifice, one of the things that keep it burning is wood. One thing that keep it burning is the wood. For those who have been in the better part of the world, Nigeria, <laughs> you, it's a, and you are doing party. Uh, you know what I'm trying to say? You would 
there are some goods that you can buy. Somebody will say, why would you buy this kind of wood? What do you want to do with it? Because the wood is not dry. In fact, if you are going to if you are going to buy fresh wood, some people say, okay, it's not a problem. Start it, start the fire. Do you know what you have to do? You have to sit down there and keep fanning it and fanning it and fanning it and fanning it. Your whole, the whole of your height is going to I know it's tired of this or something. <laughs> it is part of the training that next time when they send you, you will know which one to buy. So the wood is a major component. Because when the fire comes, it is the wood that would that would that would that would keep that fire burning. So when we are praying for revival, or when we are believing God for revival, God has said to us, He has set us a three years journey. But in that same process, it's important that as the fire is released over this three years prayer altar, it is important that the wood, the quality of wood, and that's where I think God is pointing us to, the quality of wood matters before God. Because if that fire comes, it only boom, and before you know it, it begins to come down. And the Bible says in Luke chapter um, 3, verse 16, it says, And John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but the one who is, who is more powerful than I, I will come. The straps of his sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Please, when the book of Acts happened, when did the fire come? Where did the fire land? On the house? On their head. That means they are the wood. The wood that the fire comes on now is not wood, it is human beings. So, if we are believing God for a revival, God is also looking down to say, where is the wood? Where is the wood? And as we go on, see, it's interesting that in the bush, you may say, but there is wood everywhere. You know, when, I don't know when you read the scriptures, and the Bible says that God, the height of God, is seeking through and through the whole earth. How many billions of people are on earth? Why is it that God is looking? In fact, you will see it in 1 Samuel chapter 13. We'll come back to that story later, but let's just have a look at it. In the whole of Israel, and this is quite the... the, the, the uh, First Samuel chapter 13, verse 14. He said, But now the king, your kingdom will not endure, as the Lord has sought after a man, a man after his own heart, and appointed him ruler, because you have not kept the Lord's commandment. This was when God was going to abandon um, Saul. And he said, I have, I have gone looking. As the Bible says the Lord has sought. Do you know when you are sorting for sometimes you are diligently looking. 
And you see it over and over again. Ezekiel chapter 22, verse 30, the Bible says, And God looked for someone among them that would be able to build a wall and stand in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not destroy it. But I found no one. And when the Bible is talking about, they are talking about Israel, a very religious environment. And God is saying, I am looking. See, at times, God is saying, I'm not looking for, I'm just looking for one. If I can find one person, if I can find a proper wood, the fire that would come will not only come once, it will remain. Because in the plan of God, it is always human, no matter what God wants to do, he would, he, he would always wait till he finds a human being. The Bible says in Matthew Psalm 115 and 16, it said the highest heavens belong to God, but the heart has he given to human beings, to mankind. Now that's why when the Bible says that, it says, let us create man in our own image and let them have dominion. What did he do? He removed himself. That's what he didn't say, let us have dominion. He said, let them have dominion. That is why Jesus will say, when you are praying this prayer, pray, our Father, them, your will be done on earth. It's already done in heaven. But for it to be actualized, you, I, everyone needs to pray. And you begin to see, see, there are systems by which God keeps the world ticking. But that does not mean the revival he's looking for is available. And these are things that we could just explore briefly because if you don't understand this, you would, we may not be willing to, to, to do what matters to God or we may not understand how God really works. Genesis chapter 2, verse 4 to 7. The Bible says, This is the account of the heaven and the earth when they were created. When the Lord made them, made, made the heavens and the earth. Now there was no shrub yet. There was no shrub, and, and no shrub had yet appeared on earth. No plant had sprung up. For the Lord had not sent rain on earth. There was no one, another person will say, there was no man available to till the ground or to walk on the ground. So there were certain things that was not on earth because there was, God could not find a human being that would walk on the ground. Because if he sent rain on a land that is not tilled, what would happen? Erosion. So what he did was he allowed the streams. He said, Baba Six says, but the streams came up and watered the surface of the ground. So rather than having rain, God kept the system going by giving them some things that would, that would still make the things work. But that is not the original. And so also, People may see some manifestations of God, 
and say, ah, that is it. Oh, I know. And they don't understand that it is just dreams. Just to keep things moving. He is still looking for one person to release rain. That person that is prepared to walk. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. See, God is not in a hurry as people think he is. Because there's a demand, does not mean God wants to respond. It is important that we understand this, and I will show us true scriptures. And you will see the reason why. God would rather wait. You know, like on earth then, can you imagine? There was no plan, there was no plan. say, ah, what, are, what is God, what are they going to eat? That doesn't mean God will send anything. He's saying, I am looking for a man. And when we look at Exodus, Exodus chapter, Exodus <laughs> chapter, um, chapter 2 from verse 27 to 25. The Bible says, years passed. Look at this, years passed and the king of Israel died. But the Israelites continued to groan under the burden of slavery. They cried out for help. So that means before the king died, they have been praying. After the king died, they continued. And the Bible says, God had. And, and, and God and 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 cry and rose to God. And verse twenty-four says, God heard their groaning, and He remembered the covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and He looked down on the people of Israel, and He knew it was time to act. You think God will just come and say, "Yeah, everybody out"? If that was not what happened. Verse chapter 3, verse 1 says, Now Moses was tending flock in Jethro's, or of Jethro, his father in law, the priest. He led the, the flock far the, to the far side of the wilderness and he came to Hebron, the mountain of God. Now, you would think that after so many years, please think. There might be things that you may not necessarily. That's why you know we have to sing that song like the perfect word. He had to look for a man, and while he was raising that man in Jethro's house, you will not see that the Bible says that Moses was doing ministry work there. But that was that is how God is raising his people. The way he raises people, I think it's totally different from the way people think he raises people. Most of the time, one of the things that I have observed about God, it is like transferable skills. What you are learning now, you don't even think it is what you need to learn. Because they've said to you that you're going to, Jesus, an example, they're going to lead the worship of the world. 
So you now begin to say, worship, lead, and things like that. That is that, that you can ask God to do what God, God is interested in. Because there is the place of the anointing versus the place of raising people. God did not say that I have, God did not qualify Moses because of his anointing. The Bible says he said he is the meekest man. Meekness is not anointing. Show me one part in scriptures where God has qualified somebody by the anointing. Because anointing is not, he can give it to you now. He gave it to a donkey to speak. So at times things that people think that God is actually concerned about, it's not real. So what, what sustained Moses was his meekness. But when Moses was going to leave Egypt, he left Egypt as a proud man because he, he had everything control. He was controlling everything. And, you know, he, he wanted to deliver Israel. <laughs> God said, you know, it's that man. You, you need to go. The, the Bible says that when God was going to call Moses by himself, Moses said, no, I can't do it. But initially, when he saw an issue, what did he do? He quickly addressed it. These are, because I know this one needs to go to school. <laughs> this one needs to go to school. Then, sorry, as we just read on. Um, so we read verse 7, and the Bible says that, then the Lord, the Lord said, Indeed, I have seen the mystery of the people of, of, of my people in Egypt. I have heard their cry. They, um, they ha I have heard their cry because, um, because of their slavery. I am concerned for their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them. And from the hand of the Egyptians and, and bring them out to the land, um, go into, into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and oil. So let's go on to verse 9. He says that, he says, now, he said, and now the cry of the children of Israel has reached me, and I have seen the way the Egyptians have oppressed them. So now, go, I am sending you. After their whole prayer for a cry, as a nation, God was looking for a man that he would raise. May God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to show us something and you know, um, as we go on. Now, if you could, let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 13. We're going to be a little bit of maths. Not maths, but just Imagination, thinking. It's, uh, the answers are there, so there's nothing really for you to do, it's just for you to kind of. First Samuel chapter 13. Now, um, this is NIV. Why I'm saying it's NIV is because you would see something slightly different in KJV. The Bible is correct. That is why when you read your Bible, when you read your Bible, if you are reading KJV, when I read it, if you go down to your Bible at the bottom, it will give a reason why that was why they felt 
they needed to. And because of scrolls were be discovered, verification came through after KJV, you have NIV on there. So the NIV says, that's why you have that as, hey, if you click on that in your, sorry, if you're using an app or whatever it is, you would see the explanation of what they're saying there. So the Bible says now, Saul was 30 years old when he became king. And he reigned over Israel for 42 years. Then Saul chose 3,000 men of Israel and 2,000 with him at which at Michmash, whatever that is, Michmash, and, and in the hill of the country of Bethel, and a thousand were with Jonathan. I'm just, I just read that scripture for us, but I am going to go to NIV to bring out something. Sorry, um, could you, uh, sorry, let's go back to NIV, please. Now, how old was Saul, when he became king, 30 years. He reigned for 42 years. So let us put that, note that down. But the Bible did not say, no, let's just go back. The Bible did not say, NIV did not say when this particular war started. So let's go to NIV. Okay. Saul reigned one year. They took out that 30 years. But they brought it when you are reading the uh, what is it called index or some footnote. Sorry, footnote of the Bible. You see there, and they will explain why they put it in the footnote. So it said Saul reigned one year, and when he reigned two years over, and when he had reigned two years over Israel. So that means he was already in the third year of his reign. So that means it would be how old? 33? It would be 33. 33, 33. Do we can say, Amen. Hallelujah. So then the war happened. Now, it was in this war, if you now go to verse 14 of that scripture, that God said, and Samuel said to Saul, you are done now. This is when we're going to bring things that you should not have brought. He said, Lord, you said, he said, Samuel had, Samuel said to Saul, You have done foolishly, and you have, you have not kept the commandment of the Lord your God, which he commanded you. For now, the Lord has, the Lord would have established your kingdom over Israel forever. Let's read on this. But now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. The Lord has commanded, and the Lord has commanded him to to be a commander over his people. This to us will sound like God has already found a physical person. But what Bible is talking about here is not a person, but a description and an office. I will show you. In the Bible. So we agree that this period was, say, it was 33. Do we get to that time? Yeah. Now let's go on, please. 
The Bible says David was David was 30 years old when he became king. What does that mean? He wasn't born when God had taken away the truth. Am I Martin was David was not born. I know the way we read this as if God said, I have rejected you, and so uh, yesterday, where's, where's David? Let's go and get David. No, it didn't happen that way. David was not born. But remember, this man ruled, he went to war, he won. That is why I was pointing that there are streams at times that is happening. People take it as evidence. Whereas God is already looking for a replacement. God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you wanted to look at it further, you would see that even when David was going to go to war, when he was going to fight Goliath, he was less than 20. Because Numbers chapter 3 and 1 verse 3 would say that this is the rule that God gave. He said, said you and Aaron are to count according to the divisions of men of Israel who were, who were 20 years old and more to be able to serve in the army. So when they, why David did not go to the army with his brothers was because he was too young. So remember that remember that Samuel anointed him before he went for that battle. So that means he was 16 when Samuel found him. So that means Odar, hey Amen. I'm just going to get it. Yes. So how did you know that he's 16? Because okay, let's let's then okay. Let, roughly, if you go to first Samuel, the man Saul replied and said that you um you are not able to go out against this palace to fight because you are only a young man. On that version, would say um. I've forgotten how the other version puts it. I've forgotten, sorry, is it really? Uh, NIV or so, we'll put it as, or, or KG, one of the two, we'll put it as um, Basically, okay, basically, sorry, I just, I get, I get what you're saying. I've read it, I've read it, so that's why I'm saying to you, but let's put it this way. It's less than 20. We, we, and that was why Saul was saying you are too young because it's less than 20. Let's even give him 20 when he went to war. That means at least, at least Baba will have been in 40 or 50s. Whereas God had already taken throne. Because it's so do we, do we, are we getting there closer? Yeah. Do you have it there? Yeah. Or, around, yeah. around, 15 yeah. around 15 years old or so. Yeah. But what, what we are pointing, what I'm pointing out to us is this. People need to understand how God works. Because something is working doesn't mean that it is either a rain 
or it is just three supporting the system because there cannot be a vacuum. Why would God, or did God not give Samuel a chance, Saul, Saul a chance? If you notice, it was not only once that Samuel came to him and said, God has told him. It wasn't only once. The meet for Samuel 15, I believe. What I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, and this is where, as we begin to look at real things that God is looking for, if you come across a path that God says to you, I am not happy with this, please, down to, don't go ahead. Resolve that before you go ahead and carry on doing what you do. You will keep seeing signs and wonders. But he has, he has given up on it. He's a perfect father. Hallelujah. <laughs> this is our scripture so that we can learn. I am not saying that what I'm trying to say, let me put it this way. Don't just take God's warning and just push it to one side because you're seeing signs and wonders in the other areas of your life. If he's warning you about something, seek his mind for clarification. Don't just go ahead. It doesn't matter. And God took that number of years to look for a boy that has not been born. He waited patiently till he found the right person. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. So let us even look at this. We are, we are still talking about instruments for revival. Sorry, we, just, we were looking at getting the wood, the quality wood that will matter. When we now go to first Samuel, let us see because we are going to talk about David. I think we might as well just pack our bus around there, then, then we will we'll just God will guide us where to go after that. You, 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 first Samuel chapter 16, verse 15. So God said to Samuel, How long are you going to mourn for this? Since I have rejected him. Now, please, note that the God keeps using the word, and you see it in other word reject. Well, in the NIV, you say reject. What does it mean to reject something? You cannot reject something if you have not injected it. So that means they have their fair chance. I mean, the, the only thing you can put reject in your car and click reject is if you can put something inside. If you can't put something inside, you can't reject it. So when God said, I have rejected him, he didn't say that I just, you know, I just don't like him, no. I have actually taken him in and I can see that the qualities he has, I need to push him out. So when he said that, he said, don't keep money, I have rejected. Now take your horn, um, um, fill your horn with oil. I am on, uh, on your way. I am sending you to, to, um, to Jesse. I have chosen one of his son to become king. 
Now, I underlined some parts, then just when I had the time to. Now, this is when it got to the place. Now, Samuel, um, Samuel replied to them, replied them when uh, Jesse asked her, why are you here? Samuel said, yes, I am in peace. I have come to sacrifice the Lord. Consecrate yourself and come to the sacrifice here. And then he consecrated Jesse and his sons and invited them for sacrifice. So when God visited that house, they were asked to consecrate themselves. Basically. But what I would explain that. So then when they arrived, Samuel looked at Elia and talks, surely the Lord had anointed this one. And the Lord anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have, again the word, rejected. When David was going to come, where did they go up David from? From the city. So what happened? He did not partake in the consecration. Why? And so what, then why would God pick him? Because he was already consecrated. Those ones were consecrating based on program. There's a rubber coming. God, I must stand in the gap. So you do fasting, praying, and things like that. Your husband walks up and says, no, 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 no. God, God wants to, God wants to appear. God wants to appear. God wants to appear. <laughs> One of my uncles, if he wants to, you cook in the morning, cook in the afternoon, we'll eat because he's fasting. But we take his food and not his own. So as soon as six goes pan down like this, he brings and everything, he finishes everything. If you if you if you dare finish the afternoon food before he gets his portion, it will save your queen. See after six. So by the time he has spoken with God, <laughs> then will come and speak to you. In the revival, God is expecting all this quick fire, quick mix anointing. It's he, not, they are good for quick, but you need a proper one that is consecrated where nobody is looking. It, it is not the life of, I can't be anointed this week because God has just spoken to me. No. Those fire brand cannot work. These guys consecrated themselves. But their consecration was towards an event. So you, I can imagine, as soon as they said they did Tuesday, what would they do? Ah! <laughs> continues, my brother. Why? Sir, why are you being like, wait, 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 wait. You said I know your mom, no, no more your pastor. So what, what's the problem? Can I not live my life? Have you had it? 
I know I need to behave myself now because you know I am the pastor, I am the new pastor of the church. I need to behave myself now at this that those kind of when proper revival wants to come, it would just push them to one side. Because those are consecration, working on yourself only towards a goal. God has called me to be the greatest musician or greatest prayer warrior in the country. So I need to, my consecration needs to be towards, towards that. So that I cannot miss God's calling on my life. When revival comes, those ones are not, are not, are not, because it is not towards God, it is towards a program. Does this make sense to us? You know, I, I have rejected them. What he's saying is that I have, I have taken them in. This consecration that you think they have is a consecration that just happened last week. You know, I, I said that there was, I had, I know someone that was, you know, he doesn't commit adultery when he was come to church. I've seen that. No, see, and these are things that we need to start to explain to ourselves. Why revival hasn't dropped? You see, people who would who would only consecrate themselves towards a service. I know some, um, some, um, what's it called? Levites that will not carry cross if they sleep with their girlfriend. So they would just carry cross. Stay outside. So they will not do any close spiritual. They will tell you, don't come close to the altar because fire is there. So you see somebody, ah, bro, God, God, God is helping you. All your smoking this thing and your. It's no more. It's no Yes, you know, God is just taking me through. I'm on, I'm on Ruta this month. So after Ruta, what happens? You now call it, you now see them. They say, hey, but, you know, it's not my turn this week. All those fire brigade consecration. It's enough. If God is looking, because he has to burn for long. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, oh, so Amen. God help us in Jesus. So let's 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 go on this call for time. Um, so, so the Bible says that you know this is all. He said this is. He said the children that you have that, that was one more person, and that was um, uh, that was David. So as we, so all, all what we are saying here. Is that when God was going to find David, you know, it, it, it took his time. God did not only look at one week or one month and say, you know what, yeah, this one is still, you know, he's, he's doing well. No, he had to look at a long period of time. Because, see, one of the challenges God has, I would say, that, is that. I will give you an example. 
in the Bible. Peter. John, John chapter 20. John chapter 20, please. Let's just keep that. Yeah, sorry. Just needed to say here. Spiritual growth is a marathon. It is not a sprint. You don't just... See, walking with God is a marathon. It is not... Don't kill yourself to get it something, get one quick anointing in, in 10 days. Um, uh, I'm not saying fast, please, if you can, but all these 40 days, bili bili or whatever it is, to see if I have from heaven. All those quick anointing. They quick come, they quick go. Now, let's see this man. I want to just put it from John chapter 20 before I... Now, Jesus said, Peace be unto you. As the Father has sent me, so am I sending you. Jesus said, My, my, my brethren, come on, please. As the Father I'm sending you, sent, sent me. I am sending you. So, the Bible says, He breathed on them and He said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. What does that mean? He fell on them. The power of God is there. Jesus Himself. If you go to John chapter 21, the next time. Afterwards, Jesus appeared to them again, as disciples of the sea. It happened this way. Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, you read all of them, there are about seven or so, and Nathaniel from, uh, and the sons of Zebedee, which were four, uh, four of them, and other disciples. So, sorry, 11 actually, I mean. Simon, Thomas, Nathaniel three, sons of David, they are four. Sons of David, two. Yeah, sorry, two of, of them. And two other disciples. So making seven. Remember that this time, uh, Judas has gone to heaven. So you have only eleven. So seven of them. After Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so have I sent you. After that, Peter said, uh, I am going to, I am going to fish you. <laughs> and, about, and he told them, and they said, we won't go with you. After anointing, after saying, as I, as, I, as the Father sent me, I send you. The next day, after Jesus went, Peter said, oh boy, <laughs> let's go back to where we And when you see when Jesus was going to address the issue, if you go to verse 15, he went straight to Peter. He didn't speak to the rest. The Bible says after they had all finished, because Jesus provided fish for the one they were looking for. And he went straight, he went to Peter and he said, Simon, son of um, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than this? Yes, Lord, he said. And you can read the whole story in that chapter. What I'm trying to say is that. The one that God was raising to lead them. That is how easy Peter led them. Just one word. He didn't say, for, he didn't say follow me. He said, I am going to do this. And he said, ah, I think we'll go. These are the consequences at times. When a worship leader Things will go there, things will go outside, and comes in and sings. 
and power falls, what will happen? Everybody in the choir stop. Because ah, this thing doesn't do any harm now. So before God raises people, because of the consequences they have, he would rather take his time and allow any other person to be doing whatever it is that he wants to do. God grant us grace in Jesus' name. So as we just move this a little bit closer, Exodus chapter 20. The Bible says, make an altar of heart. Now, it's talking about building an altar. You know, we're talking about um, 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 revival, the fire. Make an altar of heart. What does heart mean in scriptures? Human. I'm not looking for, you know, Old Testament is like um, a whole, uh, sorry, an example. So, human. He said, for, for me, and sacrifice burnt offering on it. Let's go on to the next slide, just because more time. Now, he says that you can read everything in Exodus 20, 24 to 26. Verse 25 says, and if you make an altar, or altar of stone for me, do not, do not build it with dressed stones, for it would defile it if you use tool on it. What God is saying is that there were on that verse, King James Christ will call it huge stone. Stone that you have to force to enter the um, what's it called? The altar. So he said, I don't want a stone that you have to keep walk on the stone before you bring it to the altar. Because if you have to keep forcing it, it will defile the whole thing. The one that God is to say, you know, um, I still have, oh God, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit offended. I need to deal with my children. Okay, yeah, fair, you know, you can't use, you are a stone. You have the potential. But God is saying, when I want to build altar, that stone will have to be worked on properly before you can start it. Because you would see days where people would <laughs> will say things that you will cry and God will still expect you to stand up and pray for them and it's not the prayer of um, mouth I don't know I, I, I don't know please let me put disclaimer here I am not chasing results of the election. I don't do that here. Oh. <laughs> Two days ago, a few days ago, God opened God said, pray for Trump. I said, God, thank you, Lord. Pray for Father Lord. I pray that you are not I pray that you keep him at this like that. And I didn't say, what was that? I said, pray for Trump. And I sat down. Yeah, that's what you do. I said, gosh. <laughs> See, that is, it is training process. All these things I know, oh, God, God knows. See, you are not ready. 
he will tell you to do things that you know he knows that because it's not with me or Trump. But what he's saying that there will be days that there will be things that you not agree with, and I'll tell you to do it. And see, out of all God, as I said, he said, God, he said, it is all, all this. God said, I should not talk about it, so I'm okay. To human beings, they can't hear you. But to God, your heart is still speaking. So that was the day when God said to me, when I want you to keep quiet when I say quiet. I think so, yeah. So when God said, it's enough, I keep quiet. I can hear you. I don't talk. <laughs> it is human being that I cannot hear. I don't hear what you say from your mouth. Your heart is shouting. So when I say quiet, I'm saying even your heart, quiet. God said, you know, if I said you are wrong, no matter, you cannot come back and say to me, I, I, I am right, but, no, there is no but. If I say you are wrong, you are wrong. No matter what you think you are right on, you are wrong. So I'm going to say you are wrong. The conversation ends there. We are trying to get revival. That's why there are some teachings that I might be teaching that may not necessarily, you know, when you are speaking to it, I think I watched something when the Queen of England was speaking to the Prime Minister. And the guy was coming and the guy was having, making an argument about something to the Queen and, and, and things like that. And it was at the height of his conversation, trying to place, and the Queen has already spoken, but we said, but Lord, and this and this and this. And he was going, he was going, and the Queen said, Good night, Prime Minister. I got back. It's as if you dare not speak after that. That's how kings walk. In Yoruba land, for proper kings, not the ones that for proper kings. When the king, when the they are decide discussing about an issue. The king will keep quiet. But when the king says, I think you should do this, that's what I'm saying. Out of respect to them. What they will respond by, they will prostrate. Can I abuse you? Why? Because the Obama people will say, Ashel Obama, That means that. An upper does not give an opinion. Whatever he says is authority. That is why God cannot lie. Because there is no way he can lie. But if God says, you are white, you become white immediately. That is not. God grant us grace in Jesus. So my time is suspect. Amen. Amen. All we are saying is that. Now, so let's, he said, let's just go on, please. That scripture. Yeah, Exodus. 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 The one where. Yeah. He says, I will still come back to that. So begin to look at the quality, how God builds us. He said, Do not build. He said, Or else you define. Do not go up in stairs to my altar. I am not talking about 
the authors of steps, so you can build authors of steps as long as you are safe up there. <laughs> but the Bible says, no, that altar must be basically what God is saying when you are standing before me, you cannot stand before me in the standard of another person. You have to be on the same level, truly. He said, or else, your amen will be out in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I preached one Sabbath one day when I was still in, when I was serving. What underwear are you putting on? Your underwear here, that's not your underwear. I got really moved. Because your underwear is what people don't see. But God is saying, no, you don't come to me with it. Because I can see the deep thing that you think you are covering is, is clear for me. Hallelujah. Amen. So what we are saying is that all I'm just trying to establish today is that there is a process. You cannot rush in the place of revival. You have to wait Till God does his winning. We talked about that. There is a process of winning. When you look at where Samuel was brought, they, they do not take any child that is not properly winged. The Bible says, the Bible says in, um, the, the, the Bible says in, Luke chapter 1 verse 18. He says, and the child child grew and developed in body and spirit and lived in a desert until you know, until when until the day he, he appeared publicly to Israel. He said he was strong in body and in spirit. So he was already he was growing in the things of the spirit. Where was he? In the wilderness, before he was appearing to people. The boy he became tempted before he became to ministry. But what I'm saying is, what was he doing in the Who was he ministering to? All that anointing, where was he spending it? Cockroach and lizard. You think because you have anointing now, it is time to say, ah, revival has come. Which one? God grant us understanding in Jesus' name. So I think I will just pack it. Here, as I just share. This scripture was Second Timothy chapter two. We we'll just read the first slide, not we won't watch everything. But the part that I verse two, I'll just read verse two. Second Timothy chapter two, verse two. It says, And these things you have heard of me in the presence of many witnesses, and trust on reliable people. What does reliable mean? That means you have been tested, you've gone through the process. Before you are brought, who are also able to teach others. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19 says, He says, My child, he said, until Christ is fully formed in you. So that means there is a process of Christ formation inside of you. I'll share this, and you know, this slide, which is quite interesting. I don't know if you have had this. What is this uh, key 
Karate kid. I did this last year for somebody so many years ago. Because he said to me, Ah, you know, God has told me that you should, but have been with you for quite a lot, a lot, a lot of time. You have not trained me in anything. You've not taught me anything. And then, 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 this boy came to come and learn karate. So what the master was telling him, he would just say, put, take my jacket, put it on the, uh, on the tree, pick it, bring it to me, take it back, put it on the tree, pick it. That's what they did for days. Well, I thought I came here to learn karate, that is karate. But what he was teaching was that, see, the skills of fighting is, is just the, what makes a man stand in the ring is the discipline that he has. No matter the skills Messi has, if, if they are not trained in stamina and having the ability to withstand pressure, you just break the things. So it is not anointing first before God. God is saying, no, yes, I think it is me that you are done. And anyway, let us see how well development as well. So as we go, is that recently somebody gave, not somebody, it's been just been coming from everywhere. And I thank God for it. So many of it that was in this way. God said, tell him that he needs to, there are certain things that he's telling, tell, he was talking to a friend of mine also. He said, because the friend of mine was preaching at the mountain in Nigeria. So he said, begin to pray for him about this. Speak to him about it, but I want you to go on the altar and start praying about this. And he said, because his ministry is about to start. How long has the judge been? Six years. If you don't understand how God works, one of my guys who's God has blessed, so I look up to the Lord, he did that to me, that. He was a Christian, powerful Christian. He wanted the revival to hit some part, even Nigeria, even some part of Nigeria. Then he began to fast and pray. God, I want to say the Bible. For months, then God now said, Tell the God, okay, you want to say the Bible? Okay. You can also do. You want me to use? He said, Yes. God said, but the problem is that I have given so many people opportunities and they've messed it up. So I will give you opportunity. I'll put you on probation. And when the time is right, I'll come and visit you again to let you. He continued with his life. His ministry was growing. He was preaching even in countries across. After 12 years, God came back and said, hmm, you are doing well at this probation. <laughs> Maybe we can, we can hide it up a bit. 
I can begin to trust you. God doesn't just release things on people. Because human beings will always, people will always say, ah, yeah, but he knows. He said, you know, and he would say, so when somebody was saying that God said, ah, I knew what he was talking about. Can I ask you a question? Do you know what you need to work on to come into the next level? If you don't know, then you need to pray. I'll tell people most of the time, I'll say, you know what? I'm learning every day. Let me tell you something you might not, maybe not, maybe not appreciate. Because then I told someone, I said, if this child has grown beyond this, I'll be gone. I'm telling you the truth. See, in what we go, you need to be sincere with yourself. Know where you are and your capacity. Because what I know now, I'm not talking about LinkedIn Bible preaching, but what I have learned now, if I did not learn it and the church had grown, there will be trouble. I'm telling you, see, that's why at times I just look at people at times, you know, I said, I am learning. Until when God gives you a ministry that has 1,000, 1,000, that's where you go. At times, He saves you. You want to rush. Don't worry. Go. Family manager said, if you rush out, you will rush in. So if you rush in, you will rush out. The scripture that we read, Isaiah chapter 40. And that's the scripture that we would read. It says, why, why do you say, O Jacob? And, and speak, O Israel. My ways are hidden from the Lord. God has forgotten me. My claim has passed over by my God. Have you not known, have you not heard? That the Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of heaven and earth. Neither faith nor grief. His understanding is of such. What he says is that, see, it is not that God cannot raise you up. But the Bible says, it gives power to the weak, and, and then verse 31. He said, For those who wait, those who are prepared for God to walk on them, he said, He will renew their strength. The day of revival is coming, but are you, are you available? How, what God is saying, this wood that you are looking for something on, how, what is the quality of this wood? See, I have learned quite a lot. I still have a lot to learn. But when you, as you begin to move, you will begin to know John Wesley said something. I'm going to rise after that, sorry. John Wesley, just above. He said, light up yourself on, on fire with passion. And people will come to what you want. 
rather than looking for people everywhere, decide to light up yourself. They will come and see you. God said to me once, said, stop looking for doing sit down. You Psalm um, Psalm 23, is it? The Lord is my shepherd said, let me buy green pastures and things like that. He said, provide proper green pasture, the word, the sheep will come. Rather than spending your energy running after sheep here and there. Spend your time. Prepare food. I will bring my sheep to come. This is what I'm saying. That's why at times you see me doing certain things. Also, because I understand how people do things. You know, you go here, you go there, you go here, you go there. By the time you are, you are, you are, you are tired, you just sit down and start looking. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.